Hi, design enthusiasts. It's Laura here. Just wanted to start off this episode and let you know that we've created a freebie for you. Yes, we have. And it is in the show notes. Our number one episode downloaded since it came out is the welcome guide. And with that constantly being number one and trying to be appreciative of everyone and their kind words and how lovely they have been and how welcoming and how encouraging they've been. We created a template here at Thornton Design with our welcome guide and now we have made it that you can use that too. So there are two parts to the download. One is a template and the other one is a PDF that just shows you all the places I need you to implement your brand colors, your photos, your verbiage, and that way you can get started sending out this welcome guide to your or future clients as soon as possible. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope that you find this helpful in your business. And if you have any feedback, we love to get that feedback. So please go ahead and send that to us. Otherwise, let's get started with this episode of The Business of Beautiful Spaces. Welcome to The Business of Beautiful Spaces. I'm your host, Laura Thornton, Principal of Thornton Design. I'm beyond thrilled to bring you this podcast where I am going to share over 25 years of experience in the interior design industry. As an experienced interior designer, I understand the challenges of running a successful business while also creating beautiful and functional spaces for our clients. Throughout my career, I've worked closely with trades and other professionals to bring my clients' vision to life. And along the way, I've learned a thing or two about balancing that creativity and practicality while running a business. In this podcast, I aim to share my knowledge, my insight with you, other designers, covering all the aspects of the interior design industry, from the creative process to the business side of things, from selecting the right materials to managing budgets and timelines. I am going to share all the tips and tricks that I have learned over the years to help you run a successful interior design business. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out in this industry, this podcast will be for you. I'm looking forward to sharing my experience with you, answering your questions, and helping you navigate the exciting world of interior design. So let's get started on the business of beautiful spaces and explore the art of creating beautiful and functional spaces while running a successful business. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Business of Beautiful Spaces with me, Laura Thornton, your host. Uh, Today, I'm going to tell you all about my first trip to the Las Vegas market. Um, Very exciting. I I was excited to go because I'm from Toronto and the weather has been absolutely terrible and dreary and we hadn't seen the sun in a very long time. So I was excited to get myself to Vegas where it was warm and there was a palm tree or let's just say it was warmer than here. Uh, Needless to say, I have done High Point. So I wanted to give you a really honest comparison between High Point market and the Las Las Vegas market And then, you know, drawing some of those comparisons and also kind of exploring the latest trends that I saw in Vegas versus what I saw in the fall at High Point. So the very first thing I'm going to point out, unlike my two consecutive fall High Point markets, this was the inaugural for me and in Vegas, and the immediate standout was the scale. Unlike the expansive High Point experience, Las Vegas market is decidedly more intimate. It's making the navigation, an absolute breeze. And it has three interconnected buildings, all linked by glass hallways that provide a very, very manageable layout, making it an ideal starting point for anyone who is new to the trade shows. So full disclosure, I found High Point Market to plan having not been there very 
intimidating and overwhelming, just even looking at these maps and not understanding how it worked. And as soon as you arrive and you kind of see how it's set up like its own little town and that there's not that many big buildings, but it's very spread out, it then became very clear. Uh, unlike the Las Vegas market, where, like I said, it's three buildings, tall buildings, they're all interconnected, you could very easily navigate this show. Now, transportation logistics, seamless. Just like at High Point Market, their shuttle service that they offer and, and the times that they are very easy to navigate, very easy to get where you need to be. Also, the app is super, super, super useful, or even their website if you go on the website. The shuttles service a plethora of hotels and very convenient times. There's like three in the morning uh, to get you there. And then, you, you know, there's obviously this big gap uh, until about four o'clock or 4.30, which is when my shuttle would go back to my hotel. And in addition, you would have lots and lots of hotel options to fit your budget. Now, I want to touch on the hotels a little bit because I originally booked through the show. Again, I'm Canadian and everything is in US dollars. So for all the US listeners, there's not a big benefit here for you in terms of um, the difference for us with the US dollar almost is at 40%. So, you know, you're kind of looking for a nice hotel for a good price point, because as soon as we pull that trigger, we're paying 40% more than what that list price says. Um, needless to say, I did book through the show and I had booked at the Bellagio and it was averaging at $400 a night, which didn't sound too shabby to me. I was like, that sounds great. And there's a shuttle right there. And I know it's conveniently located in the middle of Las Vegas. And full disclosure, I brought my husband. It was his birthday weekend. And even though the show started on the Sunday, we went on the Friday. We had Friday and Saturday together and we had lots of friends there overlapping because there were so many shows on at the same time. So we had lots of friends at the World of Concrete. We had lots of friends at the Electrical Show. So we had a lot of friends there that he was able to occupy his time while I was off doing what I do at the, sh at the show. And he was having a great time with some friends. So uh, I did go a couple of days before, and then I had a few days at the show before I went home. So I wanted to have a centrally located hotel because it wasn't just about the show. I knew I was going to be spending a couple of extra days there. So I had originally booked through the show. As I said, it was $400 US a night for the Bellagio. I had stayed at the Bellagio before, and I liked that that hotel. And then, by uh, oddly enough, I was looking for it. I'm traveling again in the fall for, for my personal reasons, and I happened to be on a website, and I was looking up hotels in Vegas, and these were Canadian dollars, and I found the Bellagio for 400 Canadian. Well, as I mentioned, that's a 40% saving. So I did cancel, had a fully refundable fee with this show, and I rebooked um, the Bellagio on a Canadian dollar amount. Then then I realized in the same site, I was like, what else do they have? So, you know, click, 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 making it all happen. They had the Aria, which is next door to the Bellagio. Uh, and I ended up getting that for 900 Canadian dollars for the four nights. So that did not suck. <laughs> Much better price point, because as we all know, Vegas is very, very, very expensive. So the hotel might end up being the cheapest thing that you have to purchase while you're there because the food and everything else is super expensive. So I stayed at the Aria, great location, also has a shuttle. I had a great price point in Canadian dollars. Uh, my flight from Canada, I booked it like four or five months ago, was 700 Canadian dollars. Um, so right off the top, you know, it's it's $1,600 and you haven't done anything yet. So, you know, it is an investment. It's an investment in your business. It's an investment in you getting out there and creating and finding new accounts to be able to offer your clients. But again, all in all, I think it was worth it. I think this, this would be a really great starter show for someone to go to. And I'm going to go through the points and tell you why. Other than the sheer scale of it, 
this the scale of the three buildings very easy to navigate well-run show easy to get from the sh- onto the shuttle to the show it's only a 15 to 20 minute shuttle by uh right away and once you're in and have your your um you know the oh my gosh the lanyard around your neck and your pass off you go and you do get scanned in everywhere now here is where there was a bit of a difference in this show when i had to get my pass they actually asked me for id now funny, I normally carry a much smaller purse. I forgot my small carry purse. I ended up having to carry my everyday purse, which had a lot more weight than I wanted to carry. So I ended up carrying my whole wallet, even though you don't need it. So by fluke, I had my ID where normally I would be carrying a much smaller item and I would not have thought I required ID. It wasn't like I was, listen, I'm almost 50. It's not like I'm going to get ID to have a cocktail, but that might've been the only thing I thought I needed ID for. You actually physically need your ID. You need to prove that your name is the name on the tag. So that hasn't happened to me anywhere else in all the years except for Vegas. So note to self, if you're going, make sure you carry some ID. They do compare the name on the tag to the name on your ID. I guess this way you can't swap the tag and let somebody else in. So note, bring your ID. Uh, so that was, uh, once I got through that, that was, it was flawless. And I started going uh, building to building to building. Now, the app is great. You can sit ahead of time. And if you know some of the vendors you would like to hit, or you want to visit some of your vendors, you can have all those in your app and already checked off that you want to go to them. If you want to explore new, you can do that as well, obviously. But the beauty of the app was before I moved from one building to another, I could go quickly through because you can tag. And as I went through, you can mark that you went and saw that showroom. So it starts to limit your list to get smaller and smaller and smaller, easier to look through on the fly. I could stop, I could look and see, okay, what else is in a building? And what did I miss? And boom, 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 nothing. Great. Okay, let's move on to the B, B building. So A, B, and C, and they're all interconnected with glass hallways. So I really think there would be a real ease to starting in building A and working your way to all the floors. And then once you're done A, you can now move on to B. How many days do I think you need to do that? I mean, most people listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume are designers, decorators, stagers, I'm not going to assume that you're a buyer, um, like my sister is a buyer for the TJ Maxx group, which owns the Home Sense, Home Goods in the States, the Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Winners, all of that brand. They would be there for the entire time and need the entire time to be there because they're actually doing deals with the vendors where that is not what I'm doing. I'm learning about your your products or I'm learning about your business and I'm asking about minimums and I'm finding out what you need from me to be able to open account. I'm trying to find out your quality. Maybe I'm not even asking anybody anything. Maybe it's a a vendor I know and I'm just wanting to see what's new and exciting. So I'm in and out in a showroom in about 15 minutes. The showrooms are considerably smaller than High Point, like like considerably smaller. Um, The scale is just different. You're still getting lots of options and lots of things to see, but I did find the showrooms were not like we would get lost in a couple of showrooms for like an hour, an hour and a half. Now, this show, I was by myself. In the past, I have done High Point with my friend and fellow interior designer, Jocelyn from uh, Oliver and August Interiors. And so when you have more than one person, obviously there's showrooms that she would like to visit that maybe I have never heard of and vice versa. And then we would be asking different questions and learning or talking about things or, you know, you're just spending a little more time. So I don't want to say that my two days was ample and you might 
think that that is not suffice uh, on your own. But when you're by yourself and you're not really um, interacting or discussing, you're just kind of soaking it in and taking your photos and touch feeling on your own, I do feel like you move through those showrooms at a much faster pace. And so I do think the two days would have been all I needed. I I ended up about a a day and a half. And to be fair, my feet were donezo, like donezo. So make sure you wear really great, comfortable running shoes, because that's the last thing you need is a few blisters when you're in Vegas, because nothing is on a small scale. You're going to have to walk very far at all times to do everything. Um, But I did feel like two days would be ample in Vegas. Like I really think you would be struggling to fill the second day by the end of the day, you'd probably be like, and we're done. Versus high point, it's an impossibility to be done in two days. Absolute impossibility. Unless you just have a couple of things you want to hit and see and get out. If you're not willing to explore and finding new, then I really think that you would need more time. I know that uh, you could, I think you could spend the entire time that High Point Market is open just being at High Point Market. Um, Now, the other difference between Las Vegas and High Point Market, High Point Market, there is absolutely zero food vendors in any of the buildings. There are food trucks and otherwise you get invited to cocktail parties or brunches or lunches or dinners, or you find showrooms that offer it on the app and you just plan your day around it so that you can get yourself fed at some point. Um, the limitation, as I mentioned in that episode that we talked about high point with someone who has any food allergies like myself, it's an impossibility. They don't know what's in the food. Um, at one point I was literally asking if I could take the fruit out of the bowls on display because I was hungry. Uh, (laughs) So that is not an issue at the, at the Vegas market. They do have, um, some coffee shops and really nice little pastries and there is food trucks as well, but there is no shortage of food. You're not trying to navigate finding a cocktail party, even though I'm sure once you have your vendors find out you're going, you will be invited to plenty of cocktail parties. There is no shortage of alcohol at any of these events, but if you're actually hungry and want food, you could go purchase a muffin. And it actually was a tasty muffin. Like I did one one morning and it, it wasn't like the, you know, cardboard special. It definitely was a yummy little muffin. Um, and then there was coffees and specialty coffees, lattes, cappuccinos, all the good stuff. Now, it was 12 US dollars for a muffin and a coffee. So it is it is not um, it is not cheap. But again, you are in the middle of that nowhereville for that timing. However, next door is a outlet mall, like one of the um, large outlet malls. So I think around lunchtime, their food cart would open. But again, I don't know if you want to bother wasting your extra precious time on your poor little totsy footsies. Like I would definitely say, don't bother walking over, save the feet. Uh, <laughs> but there is an outlet mall next door in case that's something that that appeals to you. Um, Okay, so the other thing is I did mention that the shuttles do not run in the afternoon. So once you're there, you're there, I think, until about four. Otherwise, you will need to Uber or grab a taxi. They're not allowed to just show up wherever you say, here's my pin. You have to walk, because I ended up taking an Uber. You do have to walk to the designated Uber spot, quote unquote, which is not close by. Um, and again, save your feet if you can. So that is just something to to note there. So now let's talk about the trend. So there was a big shift I found, and I'm still trying to decide if I think it's proximity as well. Like 
North Carolina to Vegas. I'm not sure if any of that California influence comes in, even though I, I understand that I'm in Nevada. Just uh, <laughs> not sure if maybe that influence on the different coasts. I'm not sure. So keep this in mind when we're just when I'm kind of giving you my opinion. But I'm going to tell you what I saw there that was very prevalent. Because again, it was only October, mid-October that I was in High Point. And there is some overlap. Like, let's be clear, we all know that the bouclés of the world are not going anywhere for a while. So that was still really, really prevalent. Um, Deeper, richer colors dominated, hands down, from the paints on the walls to the fabrics on the furniture. Heavy, heavy browns, beautiful, deep chocolate brown velvet seemed to be across the board. In addition to gorgeous olives, uh, again, lots of velvet with olive, and golds. I really noticed not just gold in metal finishes, but gold in materials and fabrics and pillows and accessories and art. It was really, really prevalent how much gold. So texture remained paramount, as I mentioned, ranging from the bouquets to the velvets. And the other thing that was really, really obvious was circular designs were gracing everything from banquets to sofas, game tables, dining tables, round coffee table. Everything was very organic as far as um, cocktail tables, tables, and and almost amoeba-like shapes, like very irregular shapes. Now, the other thing that was screamingly obviously taking over is marble and stone furniture. Everything, hard surface case goods are now transitioned to marble and stone. And I'm here for it. I love it. I always have. Um, I know it's a big nod to the 80s. If you haven't done the 80s before, well, it, it is a very big nod to the 80s. Um, but it took center stage across all price points, all showrooms. And the other thing that was shockingly very clear in artwork was graffiti art in bold colors, neons, um, lots of verbiage in the graffiti. And that emerged with a really striking trend throughout all the art showrooms. It was, uh, it was very obvious to me. Um, so again, I'm not sure I saw a little bit of that in high point, but I really got to tell you, I really liked it. It was really striking. It was very strong and bold, but I'm not sure if it has anything to do with location. So keep that in mind, but it was very obvious in all of the art showrooms that I went to, um, and the use of neon signage within the art and the framing was interesting. I noticed in each showroom, they were using lucite, colored lucite framing, um, almost like floating artwork within the lucite casement. And then to the to the next level of it was not clear, they would actually tint the lucite. So you're getting this this film almost like, you know, like templates like we use on Instagram or filters. It almost was like a filter over the art. And some of them were like neon pink. Some of them were in yellows and blues, but it was this um, lucite box casement for floating artwork. And then it was tinted. So that was interesting as well. Um, and again, the gold brass lighting was paramount. It was everywhere. Uh, You really didn't see a lot of the silvers and chromes and stainless steel coloring, everything very obviously gold and brass and um, unlacquered to lacquered. But uh, that vintage-y inspiration was literally everywhere. So I know this is going to be a short episode, but I did want to give you my take on it because, you know, Vegas A is very fun. It actually is a great place to to go um, in comparison to High Point where you just go to the show and then you make your way back to your hotel room in hopes that you're not in one of the ones that are in the middle of nowhere on the side of the highway because 
obviously they're limited in their hotels. This one was was very fun. Um, if you get to go, I, I would recommend it. But now that I've done High Point, I think I'll stick to High Point and leave this one behind. Uh, I do want to explore the Kitchen and Bath Show in Vegas, which is in two more weeks. So maybe next year I'll try that one. And I'm going to leave High Point as as my high point. <laughs> it is my, I still think it wins out as far as taking the dollars and cents that I spent in Vegas and taking the dollars and cents that I spent in high point. And by comparison, I get a lot more out of high point. I mean, I, I wish that high point actually was in Vegas just so you could combo the two things, but because of the food and the restaurant options and all those kinds of great things are awesome. And the shopping was great where high point, uh, I did stay in Greensboro the last two times. There was really nothing else to do, but high point. Um, so I hope that helps you if you haven't done a trade show and are thinking about it. High Point is 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 obviously the mecca, but if you want something to be a little less overwhelming and get your feet wet, I think Vegas would be a really great option because it wouldn't be as much money. Uh, they're direct flights from pretty much everywhere. You can get there really easily and navigate it very easily, and it's not a big commute once you're in Vegas. Everything's about 15, 20 minutes away, um, but dollar to dollar bang for your buck. Uh, for me, High Point still wins. Uh, if you, like I said, I think the benefit would be if I hadn't gone to High Point, I would have thought this was awesome. I would have thought this was great and I couldn't imagine it being any better. And you would only need the two days. You could be in and out of Vegas quite quickly. Um, it's a five hour flight for me. So quick is relevant depending on where you're from. Uh, but it actually takes us almost the same amount of time to get to North Carolina because there's no direct flights. And if you can get a direct flight, you're flying to Raleigh, then you have to wait and rent a car. And then it's an hour drive from Raleigh to, you know, Greensboro, or if you're, you know, depending on where you're staying. So again, ebb and flow, but as far as the show goes, high point market wins for me. So I hope this helps you. And I hope that that's something that if you haven't done it, this will give you a little bit of a comparison to make that decision. Um, but high point being that it is like heavy, heavy, heavy designers, I really felt like it was the right fit um, for me and my business. And again, do the deep dive, do your due diligence, figure out what works for you. Um, the scale, I think is the one thing that that really has Las Vegas um, you know, winning, like it was a much easier show to navigate. But other than that, the scale is a lot smaller. So take what you will out of that. And I will be back next week. And we will see everyone then. Keep designing. Bye for now.